0: Welcome to the Sprinkle with Hope podcast. This is your host, Jason. We are so excited to talk to uh, Michelle today. This podcast is going to be awesome. Please tune in with your ears and your heart. Open your heart to the message she's going to give. Hopefully you'll be ready and able to receive that message.
1: She's got such a great spirit about her. We really enjoyed talking with her and she's got some great wisdom on some difficult topics to talk about, but She just opens up and shares what she's learned, so it's a great episode. Hope you
0: enjoy. Welcome to the Sprinkled with Hope podcast. This is Jason and this is Shane, and it's podcast time. Welcome to Sprinkle with Hope. We got an awesome guest with us, Michelle and Hang. We are so excited to have you with us. Thank you for taking the time to sit down with us and talk a little bit about you and just kind of your background. Um, if you wouldn't mind just giving yourself uh, you know, an introduction, kind of where you're from, uh, just a little bit about yourself so, so our listeners can get to know you a little bit.
2: Sure. Thank you. And thank you for inviting me on the show. I'm really happy to be here. Um, So yes, my name is Michelle. I live in Toronto, Canada. I am the mom of two sons who are now both in university, so I'm empty nesting for the first time ever. <laughs> woo <Woo-hoo! laughs> As you can see the tears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And um, I, I'm a certified um, professional coach, and I specialize in helping individuals and families living with mental health challenges and those oh, moving awesome. forward after loss. Yeah.
0: Awesome.
1: So, so tell us why did you get into this? You, you know, coaching is hard for some people, and some people don't want to have anything to do with it. So tell us, tell us why you got into this.
2: Sure. So, um, mine is a pretty interesting story, <laughs> and, and yeah, people often wonder, like, why, why do you do, what did, why did you pick that of all all you know areas to focus on? And it came um, mostly from my own personal life experience. Um, my husband passed away 14 years ago when I was 34. Um, he died by suicide after suffering from severe mental illness and, um, you know we he and i grew up together actually we we knew each other since we were 8 years old started dating at 18 got married at 22 and so yeah 12 years later 34 we we were you know had been married for 12 years and still babies <laughs> with our own babies <laughs> right um yeah but um so this community that we grew up in um nobody really talked about mental illness no one talked about suicide and so No one really knew what he was suffering with. He had um, a bipolar disorder and a form of schizophrenia. I believe they call it schizoaffective disorder. And um, so after he passed away, you know, as the family was gathering within the first couple of hours, somebody said to me, what are we going to tell people? I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. It, it hadn't dawned on me but then I started thinking of all the reasons why yeah maybe there should be some other thing we tell them and we decided we were going to say it was an accident and we told people for oh, almost 11 years I, I hid the truth told people that he died in an accident and that had a huge impact on my life my mental health and um so yeah, then, you know, after doing my healing work and, and, you know, after well almost 11 years of, of health, um, you know, had to, had to do my healing work. And then that's when I realized this is, this is the work I want to do.
1: That is, that's so amazing. I, I can just envision, you know, you're in this time where you're uncertain about a lot of things and you don't want to talk about anything. You'd even mentioned you, you didn't want to, show the true uh, what really happened, but now you're coaching people about okay. how to overcome these things. That's such a great thing. I think in life, we, we, some of us decide to go through tough things and then turn around and help other people. Uh, I myself went through a divorce years ago and um, I, I chose to go to mediation and, and learn how to be a mediator. So I, I'm in turn, turning around and helping the world just like you are. So that, I think that's amazing. Um, What strength you have. Um, I just think that's so cool. So do you train specific on certain things or coach on certain things or is it broad? Um,
2: There are, yeah, I do. I do have a couple of specialties. um, You know, I'm not a a trained therapist. I have my bachelor's degree in psychology. So I, I, you know, there is the difference between psychology, you know, therapy and coaching. And so the work that I'm doing um, is primarily working with family members who just like myself um, are living with somebody with a severe mental illness or possibly an addiction or both. Mm
0: -hmm. And,
2: um, you know, giving them the support that I know I needed at the time that I didn't get um, helping them to um, what I call lovingly detached, because often as family members, um, we we tend to you know the whole family kind of goes on that mental health roller coaster with the person you know with the, with their challenges, and we don't all need to, and it also doesn't help that person who's who's living with the mental health challenge. Right. So the work that I'm doing is helping the family members. Um, See where they can lovingly detach, uh, kind of get off that roller coaster. I say like, you know, when they're having an episode, you can be at the bottom just waving and saying, I love you and I'm here. You don't need to be sitting next to them going through the whole thing. And, you know, and and recognizing, too, uh, the importance of self-care because we lose ourselves so much we give as caregivers, we often give to the point of depletion. And it's like, you're not helping yourself and you're not helping your loved one either when you're completely depleted. And you're not, per- you know, really all they need from you is is love. They just want yeah. that. And you're not being particularly loving when you're depleted. And, right. you know, we all know when we've been depleted, we get kind of resentful. And it's just like, oh, here you go again. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> right, right. you know, be there for your family in the, you know, in the way that they need you to be and take care of you. And they want you to take care of yourself. Like, that's what, you know, we all want. And then you can show up fully for your family member. And, you know, it's all easier said than done. And that's, sure. you know, where the coaching comes in. Yeah. So really just, you know, saying like, if they're seeking professional help, and they're seeing a doctor, let the professionals do their job your job is to love that person, support that person, be there in a way that is not fixing them because that's another default that we go to. So, you know, just saying like, you know, be your best self so that you can be your best self for them as well. Um, And then I also work with people who have um, mild mental health challenges. They may, you know, they may be on medication, some are not. Um, you know, it could be depression, anxiety, ADHD, um, and learning that there's so much more than just the medication. Like I say, it's, it's not like, you know, you, you have, I, I don't know, like a, a strep throat and you take antibiotics and you know, okay, in 10 days, I'm going to be fine. Mental health doesn't work like that. You can right. take the medication, but there's so many other lifestyle changes that need to happen, um, mindset work that we can do. So that's where I step in, in in helping people really empower themselves and say, like, you know, you can be on the medication and, you know, learn that mind-body connection. I'm very big on mindfulness. Learn what your symptoms are, know what this, the precursors are to, to any episode you might be happy ha- having, and then take the steps that you need to take care of yourself. And and again, so it, it always comes down to self-care. So. <laughs> I, I love that. I love
0: that so much. And thank you for, you know, for sharing your story. Uh, you know, I'm sure it's hard to to let those feelings out even after all these years, right. And And really opening yourself up because you're at that vulnerable state and that's yeah. a difficult place to be. So, so I appreciate you, you know, being vulnerable, and allowing us to, to learn and grow from you and with you, right? Um, you. And so I, I appreciate it. You know, you mentioned about self-care. Is there some tools and things that we can use to to maybe help with that self-care? Because sometimes I think we don't take care of ourselves, right? We're not yeah. helping ourselves. Yeah. In turn, we're not helping other people. So is there some tools and things that we can use for that?
2: Yeah. Um, the first, I think, is the belief that we all deserve to take care of ourselves Mm. and that it's not selfish. It's actually necessary because so many of us were conditioned and programmed to believe that you know, we, we, you know, we all need to be martyrs or busy, or, you know, the, the grind of work, like somehow that got glorified in our culture. And it's so backwards. (laughs) It's like, no, (laughs) you know, like, we're like, nobody's good when they're exhausted. Like we're not at our best. We're at our worst in those moments. And it's like, recognize how much better and more productive we can be when we take care of ourselves. And we we know that deep down because you know, when we have a good night's sleeper, we take a nap, we wake up and we're like, oh my God, I feel like a million bucks. Right. But we we don't do that all the time. And it's like you can, <laughs> you know, and it's it's little things. It doesn't have to be the nap. It's not about the bubble bath, you know, or the massage. Those are great and do those too. But you know, it it comes down to even how we talk to ourselves.
0: Like oh, do you love ever that. Live- right? (laughs) I love that.
2: When you think about the way that we speak to ourselves and that running commentary, we would never say that out loud to anybody else. No. And so the first piece for me is notice how you're talking to yourself. and, And I talk about what I call the friend test. It's like, if you wouldn't say that to a friend, don't think it to yourself. And oh. if you notice that you're saying something to yourself, you can switch it up. And it's not like, you know, oh, my God, you're so stupid for doing that. It's like, no, I'm human and humans make mistakes and it's OK. <laughs> and, right. and so correct yourself. So, you know, and it, it's practice, but it's possible. And and that's the first step that when we're kind to ourselves, that's when we start to believe that we are worthy of all that care and mm-hmm. and then you know we feel like okay yeah i can give that to myself and it's you know and again like it's it's not necessarily the massages and the bubble baths it's getting a good night's sleep every night it's noticing what are we putting in our bodies like i'm all for for cakes and desserts and whatever whatever <laughs> your vice is yes. you know but it's balancing it out and it's 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 being a choice it's really no, like saying, okay, I'm choosing to have this because I love it. And that's my self care, you know, and right. I'm going to eat healthy the rest of the day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, I, I, I know, you know, everybody knows if we don't take care of ourselves, it's so much harder to take care of other people. So I, I totally agree with what you're saying that we have to um, take that self care and take care of us first, and then we can reach out to others. Um, mm-hmm. You you kind of mentioned a little bit. I want to go back um, just for a second. He said, you know, I have a bachelor's in whatever you whatever you have, mm-hmm. and you said, well, I'm not saying that it, that uh, education isn't important. It is, but I think um, your your life experience allows you and helps you to be a better coach. That's my mm-hmm. opinion um, because you've been through it. You you felt it. You've seen things um and you can turn around and help other people uh, i'm sure that's taken a lot to get to that point to even accept what has happened and mm-hmm. um, move on but i, I really appreciate um, you sharing your story with us and
2: thank you just
1: i i i really enjoy the spirit that you have and <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great thank you you just have a great spirit about you.
2: <laughs> Thank you very much. And, and yes, um, definitely my life experience, um, is a big piece of what, um, brings my clients to me. Cause they, they know I get it. Like, you know, we right. all have our own different experiences, but yes, I've, I've been through that flavor of hell <laughs> and yeah, so I, I can relate to it, um, you know the good the bad and the ugly there there's no judgment i've i've had all all the bad thoughts you know and and with suicide and mental illness you know we as the caregivers go into pretty dark places ourselves yeah, and you right. know with suicide you know yes the of course there was the grief i lost the love of my life but i had lost him long before that because he mm. he was not himself by the time he he passed away and you know, it was like, well, what? had, This wasn't part of. This wasn't what I signed up for. Right. You know, now I've got these kids. I, I, I you know, got to explain to them that daddy's gone, and now I'm raising them alone. And it's like, you know, in in the beginning, that there was anger, you know, and resentment, and you know, the, those were the first feelings. And it, it's part of it. It's just, you know, not understanding. Of course, now I, I have reached a place of compassion and. Yeah, I mean, I, that happened, you know, a few months after, but in the beginning, there, there are a lot of these feelings that we don't often want to talk about with people that haven't been in that place because, you know, we're afraid of like, you know, oh my God, how can you be angry at him? <laughs> you know, like he's right. gone, yeah. but that's the reality that there's, you know, there are so many layers to it. And, and again, if we haven't been taking care of ourselves, we're just completely depleted and exhausted. And then it's like, oh, you know, and now you're gone. And like, you know, my my best friend was just reminding me not long ago, how um, she remembers me saying like, he gets to rest in peace now, while I'm cleaning up the mess.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and that was that was my reality at the time. That's how I felt. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember saying that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you,
0: you, you brought up a really good point. And uh, so I want to touch on it a little bit, but you brought up compassion. And I think, uh, you know, oftentimes we can be, um, you know, not have as much compassion for, for those, because we're not in their shoes, right. We haven't walked a day in their shoes, so we don't know. So how do we, how do we work through that and maybe have more compassion and, and get past the point of anger and resentment, you know, to yeah. get to that compassion.
2: Um, I think in these situations, it takes, it takes healing. It takes us moving through the grief um, and getting, going through those stages. I mean, you gotta feel the feels. There's no, there's no easy way around that. Um, and, and then when, you know, when it starts to shift, I think then recognizing where, where our thoughts are, where the judgments are, and trying to see it from, from the other person's perspective. And, you know, being being open hearted. I mean, for me, I, you know, I had hit a a very low point. I went into my own depression. It must have been about six months after he died. Um, where I, you know, would take my kids to school every day and then go home and go back to bed till I had to pick them up at four o'clock. And then we were doing takeout and everybody's in bed at 7.30. I was lucky they were little, (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) you know, and and I remember a month of that. And then, and during that time, I remember like, you know, kind of staring at my ceiling and talking to him and saying, if this is a fraction of what you were living with, I get it. I get why you did what you did. And, And that's what it took for me. Um, But I think just overall for people that are not in in the situation just to have that awareness of what are the judgments we make and and I I speak a lot about stigma and things like that and saying like, you know, there are so many people out there who are suffering and we don't realize where we could be giving compassion. Like, you know, I give the example of like, you know, the guy at the party, like we all know that guy who just like drinks twice as much as everybody else. And we're looking at him going like, Oh my God, but nobody chooses to be like that. Like that guy is probably suffering. He's he's in his own internal battle. He needs help. He needs support. He needs love. He doesn't need us all going like, you know, talking about him behind his back and, and judging him. So that's really where the compassion comes from of just noticing like, where we're judging people and saying like you know how how might that guy need need help or or anybody else just you know there's so many situations in in all of our lives where it's like oh that person and we all have one of those or or 10 of those right and just (laughs) seeing like you know what how can i love that person more you know what might they need
1: that's really good, really good advice. You know, we're talking about a difficult subject, right? It's sometimes it's not very easy to talk about. Jason and I like to come back to hope. That's really the title of our podcast.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So Michelle, what does hope mean to you? What, mm-hmm. how, how would you define hope?
2: Well, I'm getting chills. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, hope is just, it it's, something from within it's just knowing that there is something better out there for us and that we get to have it and you know it's not always easy that road you know can can be pretty bumpy sometimes but it's possible for all of us to have whatever we're dreaming of of you know that happiness so yeah that's what hope is for me
1: okay yeah and i i i think you had touched on, you know, you didn't sign up for this and this isn't what you thought would life would be, but I can see that you've turned that tough situation into something positive mm-hmm. that you're now helping other people. And that, that is a fantastic thing that you're doing. So again, thank you so much. Thank we, you, yeah. we always come back to hope because that we have a lot of hope yeah. and uh, yeah. it's, we're just, we have it. So I love
2: that. And, and, you know, yeah, totally. And I think it also, it's like, you know, we're, we're creatures who want to find meaning. And I believe that when you can't find meaning, then create meaning. Mm. And because we, we all can, and it's just like, make some kind of meaning out of it. And I, I feel like that's what I did. Cause I don't know that like I was meant to go through this to be where I am now, but I know I created that. Yeah. And, and for me now being able to help other people and make a positive change has completely shifted my life for the better.
0: Uh, I, I love that. That is, that is great. And that's, I think it's spot on. Um, I, you know, I think we all can have more hope and, and be hopeful for tomorrow, right? That, it, you know, tomorrow's going to be a better day and we're going to wake up and it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And, and we have that choice, right? We have yes. the ability to choose.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: you know, I, so just kind of wrapping up here, uh, got a couple questions for you. One is, how would you define love? What would you say about love?
2: I think we are all beings of love. I think that's, that's just what we are. And, um, you know, I, I think that we've, you know, gone through life experiences that some, sometimes kind of shut it down or we armor ourselves. But I believe that our core essence is love. And and we just need to connect back to that over and over and over again. But that's that's what leads us.
0: I love that. I, I, I you know, I really strongly believe in spreading more love because we, uh, there's, I don't think there's enough of it uh, that gets spread. Sometimes there's a lot of negativity and If we only just love somebody like you kind of like you were saying about without judgment and we just love that person for for who they are not trying to change them right and just just giving our whole heart and soul to that person and 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 maybe that's enough, you know, maybe sometimes that is enough.
2: Yeah, I, I think it is like I think that when we give love both people are benefiting. You know, like I I know, you know, that shift in perspective, even like when we're feeling angry at somebody and it's just like, you know what, I'm just going to shoot a whole bunch of love their way. (laughs) You know, they feel it and we feel it.
1: Absolutely.
2: And, and we're both better for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's never a wrong
0: time to share love, right? (laughs)
2: Ever. Totally.
0: (laughs) So, uh, so I just have one last question for Mm -hmm. you. If, if you could put yourself in my shoes what question would you ask yourself that I haven't already asked?
2: <laughs> I love that. I ask my clients that sometimes. <laughs> like, what should I be asking you? Um, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe how to connect with me <laughs> for oh, anybody absolutely. who wants some loving.
0: <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, that's yeah, that's,
2: that's that's it. It's MichelleAnhangCoaching.com. My website, all my social media is under under that name, but I think we covered a lot and I'm feeling really, really good and loving. And I'm like, I don't know what else.
0: (laughs) No, absolutely. We want, we want to give you that love for sure. Yeah. That's Um, perfect. um, Perfect. Thank (laughs) you. That is perfect. Um, Yeah. So thank you so much. And, and, you know, like Shane said, I I can feel your spirit. You have such a, you know, you give off such a radiation and, Mm. and, you know, oftentimes even through a podcast or a Zoom, you can feel those vibrations, even though we're, we're far apart, right? Um, I can feel that. Uh, I'm sure Shane can feel that. Absolutely. So <laughs> thank you so much for sharing your love with us and taking your time. We want to give you that love back. So I hope that you can Ever feel it this. from us, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, because we, we want to be that. Uh, for everybody that comes on our show is to to share that love with them. And we're, we're so eternally grateful for for you and best luck of, you know, everything coming up and, um, you know, being an empty nester and <laughs> working through that angle, right? Um,
2: yes, thank you.
0: So anyways, Shane, do you have anything yeah, else? To- I
1: just want to thank you again so much for sharing your message and your I think you have a great um, story about hope and how to turn things around and take control of um, the life that you've been given. So thank you again, Michelle, so much.
2: Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to meet you guys and chat with you.
1: Yes. All right. Thank you again. (laughs) This is sprinkled with hope. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend.
0: If you like our podcast, please give us a review or rating.